Today is July the 30th. What is God's image in us? Let's find out together as we study Mark chapter 12. So during the Passion Week, um, the Jewish leaders were trying to trap Jesus with difficult questions, and they thought they had a winner in this question. Mark chapter 12, verse 13. Later, the leaders sent some Pharisees and supporters of Herod to trap Jesus into saying something for which he could be arrested. Teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. You're impartial, you don't play favorites. Now teach the way of God truthfully. Now tell us, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or shouldn't we? It's interesting that the Pharisees and the Herodians came to present this question to Jesus because they represented both sides of the answers. The Pharisees would have said, no, you don't pay taxes to Caesar. You shouldn't even touch one of Caesar's coins because it bears an image. The image of Caesar is on it. That makes it unclean. Don't even touch it. Instead, pay the temple tax. Herodians, supporters of the Roman Empire, would have said, yes, pay your taxes to Caesar. Jesus' answer, we all know. Jesus saw through their hypocrisy and they said, why are you trying to trap me? Show me a Roman coin and I'll tell you. When they handed it to him, he said, whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Well then, Jesus said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. And his reply completely amazed them. Um, this is a very interesting episode in Jesus' life. We see his wisdom in the way that he answered. He answered in such a way that their question was responded to and they couldn't use it to trap him. In doing this, <clears throat> he talks about two things. First of all, he talks about the image. The Roman coin bore Caesar's image. We bear God's image. From the very beginning of the book of Genesis, when God created Adam and Eve, Scripture says that he created them in his own image and his own likeness. We bear God's image. Jesus said, give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, the things that bear his image. Give to God the things that are God's. Now he uses that phrase, the things that are God's. That phrase is only used in two other places. Mark chapter 8, verse 33. Just after Peter has said to the Lord Jesus, you are the Messiah, the Son of God, 
Jesus says, yes. And I came to die. In verse 32, as he talked about this openly with his disciples, Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Peter took him aside and said, Jesus, you know, I get it that you talk about all of these metaphors and you're talking here about dying. I know that you don't really mean it. This is another parable. It's another metaphor. But these guys don't get that. You got to be careful with them, Jesus. Well, <clears throat> Jesus turned around, looked at the other 11. And then he reprimanded Peter. Get away from me, Satan. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Literally. You are concerned with the things of man, not with the things of God. The things of God. Give to God the things that belong to God. Peter, you're not concerned with the things of God. You're concerned with the things of man. The only other place that that phrase occurs in the New Testament is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Paul, in writing to the Corinthian church, says, starting in verse 10, But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. For His Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. Literally. No one can know the things of man except the spirit of man. And no one can know the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, three times here in the New Testament, the things of God is mentioned. In all three times, there's a difference between the things of man or the things of Caesar and the things of God. There is a human side and there is a divine side. Now the reality is we are both. We have both the things of man and the things of God within us. But the tendency by nature, the things of man push aside the things of God. Twice, Jesus said, once to the people asking him the question about paying tax and once to Peter, be careful that you don't let the things of man push aside the things of God. Pay attention to the things of God. And then Paul in 1 Corinthians says the very same thing. It's a man's spirit that helps him see the things of man. But God's spirit helps us to see the things of God. So today, how
deeply involved are you in discovering the things of God? Don't let the things of men push the things of God aside in your life. Please like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. We'll see you on Sunday where we'll talk about the ministry of vocation.